Get the Ball Rolling Nation. We are back with another fun segment. Again, another beautiful, beautiful summer day here in southern Utah. Uh, we're going to do, we're going to have a little bit of fun with this this podcast uh, again as we draw closer to college football, uh, draw closer to uh, report dates and stuff like that. I am getting more excited, doing a lot more fun segments. Uh, the preseason has so many things to talk about, especially now that you know you have the NBA. Uh, the NBA, the finals are over. Uh, the, the there's nothing really going on in the NFL. Nobody's reporting yet. Probably until you know till training camp starts there. Uh, you know, uh, the NBA draft's over. Yeah, you have a little bit more of uh, NBA free agency, but uh, right now, I believe the sole focus should be on college football. That's just my opinion. Love it to death. So today, we're going to be talking about something uh, something that uh, I've been doing ever since I was, honestly, probably about eight years old. I've always tried to predict which teams will be going up and which teams will be going down, and uh, we will throw a long shot in there. We're going to start off uh, this this episode. We'll be talking about the Power Five, right? It's going to be the Power Five going up, going down, long shot. Okay, uh, a few uh, of the rules that I'm going to state, or or the way I play this game, is number one: going up means that they're going to have a better record. Well, what I feel, uh, I would say guaranteed, because obviously you can't guarantee anything. But I would say that, that that are going, in my opinion, will have a better record in 2019 than they did in 2018. The, the team going down will have a worse record than what they did, or they might tie it in some cases, especially in, uh, when we do the Group of Five podcast of this. And the long shot will be a team that I think – now, this is going to be a team that I select. Uh, it might be a team getting to bowl eligibility. It might be a team uh, maybe having an upset in a major, ga- uh, major game. Kind of like the dark horse nobody's talking about, no national media coverage, is going to be the long shot. So to start out with the SEC, we're not going to break it down by uh, each side of the conference. We're just going to go big conference uh, and then we will move through the Power Five. First up, going up will be the Missouri Tigers, and here's why. Missouri brings back seven offensive returners, six defensive returners. They're veterans. They know uh, they know the system. They've been, they've been through it all. Another big part of this is they're all Barry Odom's kids, right? They were not adopted from Gary Plink, Pinkle? I'm Pinkle away. I can't remember his name, but the, the previous coach... These are all the people that he recruited uh, in his system. They've been around it. They know the plays. And even you could even make the argument, uh, you know, they moved in 2011. Uh, it took a few years for them to get established. I mean, yeah, they had a couple good years in 13 and 14. Uh, and then uh, they've kind of s- spiraled downwards. They had a couple losing seasons, this Missouri Tigers team. Uh, but they've picked it back up in 17 i didn't think they were going to get to a bowl game uh they did they ended up beating texas in the texas bowl 16 to 33 oh no sorry they lost in the texas bowl sorry my bad they lost in the texas bowl and then last year uh, i did say that they would they would go i think i had them going six and six this last year in 2018 in 2019 they actually went eight and five and they were able to well they lost um in the Liberty Bowl to Oklahoma State, so they actually went eight and four for the regular season. So they surpassed my expectations. Uh, they did very well. 
had a couple losses that I thought they could have won, uh, i.e. South Carolina by two last year and Kentucky by one. Regardless, they were a really talented team this last year, and they're going to be a really talented team this year. The only caveat with Missouri is we don't know. There are there are suspensions going on. We don't know if they're going to be eligible eligible to play in the SEC title. They got there in 14. They lost. They kind of got you know walloped by Alabama. Regardless, we don't know. They're still kind of waiting to see the NCAA ruling. Uh, I was made aware of this. Uh, I was actually on the web, was made aware of this, so I, I was actually kind of shocked. I don't, in my opinion, I don't think there will be anything, uh, any sanctions. Uh, I don't, I don't like when they sanction a school. And I mean, I understand that you got to have, you know, you got to have accountability. But I think, I, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with this with the sanctions. But I'm going to say this team is going to have a better. Uh, more wins than eight wins last year. Here's why: they play probably one of the easiest SEC schedules. Uh, their non-conference slate is a lot more manageable, and the teams that they do play, they get. I mean, they split. Everyone's talking about Georgia and Florida. You know, kind of duking it out for the SEC East, uh, getting to the title game. But nobody's talking about the Missouri Tigers. Uh, they have Kelly Bryant transfer, super good quarterback. We know he's talented. I know he's kind of been disgraced. Honestly, Trevor Lawrence is just a little bit better. Does not mean that Kelly Bryant is not a good quarterback and can win games. I think this team, he's going to be able to take this team. Uh, They do play West Virginia. Uh, That will be a tough non-conference game. But the other ones, Southeast Missouri, Wyoming, and Troy, I believe they win handedly. So, uh, despite Troy being a pretty good uh, Sunbelt team, but I think they win. Uh, And then they don't pull Alabama. They don't pull LSU. They don't pull Texas A&M. The teams they get out of there, out of the other side of the conference, is, wait, wait for it, Arkansas, Ole Miss. So they really get lucky. They got South Carolina at home. Yeah, Vanderbilt, Kentucky on the road. Not super big worry there for me, for them. They get Georgia, yes, on the road. They're going to have to go in between the hedges. It's going to be a tough road game. Personally, I see them getting double-digit wins. This team is trending upwards. I think Kelly Bryant at the helm. Uh, you can almost put that as eight offensive returners. He's a great quarterback. I think he's going to impress a lot of people, and then people are going to start talking about, holy cow, Clemson's recruiting is on point. So the team going up in the SEC is Missouri. And now we're going to be talking a little bit about the team that will be trending down. And it, I hate to... I hate to talk about teams that I don't see uh, winning or doing as good this next year, but it kind of happens. It's just the, the the luck of the draw, right? And that is the Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky killed it last year. They had went 41 years between double-digit win seasons, right? 10 win seasons. 41 years. It's been 41 years. Last year, they broke that streak. They did it. Had a great year. I Personally, uh, they won a lot of close games. That side of the conference was kind of uh, it was kind of the perfect storm. Uh, they they didn't beat Georgia. They did lose to Tennessee, which was kind of an odd. They lost to Texas A and M. I think they got Florida at the right time as well. But regardless, they got the wins. They got it done. Uh, they ended up playing Penn State in the Citrus Bowl, and they won. So to cap off an amazing season, they beat Penn State in the Citrus Bowl. Happy for them. Uh, they do return. They have 10 re- uh, returners coming back on offense, which, I, you know, that will be good for them, and I think it will help the stability, but I don't see them winning that many games this year. 
Uh, they used to have to play. They get Florida at home, which you know, yeah, they beat them last year. It will be a little bit different. I think it's a little bit different go around with this year and Dan Mullen's team in his second year. Uh, they do get Georgia on the road. Is uh, on the road. They get. And then they also have South Carolina on the road, Mississippi State on the road. So I think it's going to be a really tough sledding for them. I still have them going to a bowl game. I don't think they fall completely out of the graces. I think they get back to their uh, fourth straight bowl game, uh, 16, 17, 18, and then for the fourth, 19. I just don't see it. Uh, The losses of... Uh, Benny Snell, Josh Allen, those those guys are people you are are not able to to replace. And Benny Steel, Snell, he was you know your leading rusher, and moved on to bigger and better things. Just happens. That's just the the like I said the the luck of the draw. This is the team that will be trending down in the SEC, but uh, still a lot. I mean, still not going to trend all the way out. Uh, I think they might, uh, despite me only having them, uh, well, at least being eligible, I don't know if I see them uh, getting any upsets. I think they're poised to make an upset. I think, I know I was just talking about Missouri. I think that'll be a big uh, game, Missouri-Kentucky, especially where it's at Kentucky. They do get, and then they do have to play Toledo, which I believe is a super good MAC opponent, but we'll get to them later. Like I said, Kentucky Wildcats 2019 will be trending down. Now, finally, we are going to uh, talk about the long shot. And the long shot is one of my favorite things because I think, well, favorite segments, favorite things to think about because I think all of us love a little bit of pageantry in our lives. We all love a little bit of uh, the underdog. I mean, they don't they don't sell stories that, that there's not many movies out there where the champion wins over and over again i mean you think about it all the sports movies you know remember the titans they go undefeated they win oh, blindside they do really well the sports movies you know, miracle we win it's all about you know the underdog taking them on we winning awesome really good really good movies love them to death uh so the my little underdog if you want to call that i call it the long shot this year and this is going to be the long shot to get into the bowl game Will be the Arkansas Razorbacks and a lot of people. There, there's seriously no uh, national coverage on this team. Uh, maybe in Fayetteville, but I don't know how many people are talking about this team like like I am. I want to say this: their schedule, despite it being fairly difficult, because you're going to pull LSU, you're going to have A and M, you're going to have Auburn, you're going to have Alabama. Yes, th- those are tough games, right? But and you're going to and they end up playing Missouri. But here's here's the catch. You only have to upset in, in uh, here one or two teams. They got they got to get one game. Now, as a coaching staff, can you sell? Let's go out and get it. We can go beat one of these teams, right? They start off with a fairly easy to start off uh, schedule. They play Portland State. They play at Ole Miss, and I do have them uh, despite. Ole Miss going five and seven last year, and I think Matt Luke's doing a great job. I do have Arkansas beating them. That's kind of a, uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit later once when we get into week two. Uh, Colorado State, San Jose State. I think they're they're non conference games, and then a little bit later, 
Western Kentucky, their non-conference games are all four winnable. So you got four wins there. Okay, so personally, four wins, right? You get if you can get those four wins and you you can secure the wins you're supposed to win. You got four. Now you're looking at two games. Now I have them upsetting Ole Miss, so we're looking at one game. Who can they beat? We got Texas A&M. They're playing in Arlington, so it's a it's not it's not a home game. It's not an away game. It's a neutral site game. Could it could be an upset? We'll, and we'll continue down the list. You, you're at Kentucky. I think Kentucky is very talented. Again, you had to go on the road. It would be an on-the-road bid. Have to beat them. Next, you got Auburn at home. Now, as good as I think Auburn will be this year, and I do, uh, a lot of people are having them trending down. I have them about the same. I don't see them beating Auburn. Could be an upset win. Then they go at Alabama. I don't think they beat them. There's not even discussion for that. And then they play... Uh, their homecoming game against Mississippi State. That could be another uh, upset bid at home. Uh, they have a couple more home games, but it is their homecoming game. A little bit more meaningful. Uh, try to pull a quick one, Mississippi State. This is a little bit better than you uh, overall. And then you have, then you're on the road at LSU. I don't think you go into Death Valley and win. And then you're home. Well, you play Missouri in Little Rock, not in Fayetteville, in Little Rock, neutral site game to finish out the season. Uh, so I don't see them winning there. But if you take it, if you look, you know, Kentucky, uh, personally, A&M and Mississippi State. And if you want to throw in Ole Miss, because I predicted that they'd win, they got to get one of those. Well, Ole Miss, they got the win, in my opinion. They got to get one of those those wins. And I think that this team can do it. I think Chad Morris was kind of punched in the mouth coming right out. I mean, Brett uh, Belema, however you say his name. I'm not really good with names, but he had a, I, he wasn't. Didn't do a ton of good for this program. I mean, after he left Wisconsin. So Chad Morris was coming uh, kind of as a sweeper. Comes up uh, last year. Kind of gets throttled 2-10. and 10. I think they have a little bit better quarterback play than what they did last year. Uh, ben Hicks as a senior. I think he's a little bit better of a quarterback uh, than last year's uh, counterpart. And I think, you know, they have a couple of key additions. Uh, Rakeem Boyd, he's a junior college transfer. Not many people are talking about him. Uh, I think he will be an impact player uh, this year and if he stays at Arkansas next year. So the long shot to get into a bowl game, nobody's talking about the Arkansas Razorbacks. So that is our SEC, our SEC edition of, of going up, going down, and long shot. I... Uh, Next up, we will be talking about the Big Ten Conference. For the Big Ten Conference on going up, going down, and long shot, uh, we have the team trending upwards in 2019, Michigan State Spartans. Here's why. Of, of course, I'm going to tell you why. They return a plethora of talent that... Is going to be really interesting to see. Uh, just a few years ago in 2017, this team was balling. They were really good. And then even before that in 15, 12 and 2, this team was good. And I'm going to say this. I mean, yeah, they, they lost Alabama in the Cotton Bowl in 2015. But this team, they have the guts. They, they're proven. Uh... They have a lot of seniors. They have a lot of really interesting pieces that I think uh, is going to help them and be able to compete for a spot in the Big Ten title game. Now we're going to we're going to analyze it a little bit. 
uh, non-conference game, they do pull Arizona State. Arizona State is is a really good team. Coach well against Herm Edwards. They're on teams with most approved in 2019 on this one. I believe I talked about them. And, you know, can Herm do it for this next year? It'll be interesting. And taking on a Michigan State team could be for his, will be good for his mark. As well as if Michigan State can win, they're beating a pretty good Arizona State team. So this team is they went seven and six this last year with a loss against Oregon in the Red Box Bowl. So they went seven and five regular season. Uh, they did lose Arizona State, Northwestern, Michigan, Ohio State, and Nebraska last year, but they get extremely lucky this year. They do not take on Nebraska out of the other side of the conference. They do take on Wisconsin. However, Wisconsin is a pretty good team year in and year out. We're gonna, and they take on Northwestern, who was the winner of the Big Ten West last year. So they do take on a couple of tough teams, but I think it's more of the slide of the better teams and then them being good. Uh, they do get, they do have a third-year starter uh, at quarterback Brian Lewerke. He really is talented. I actually watched the Northwestern uh, game last year. I was impressed with him despite them losing. I, that was the game I remember going, okay, this kid's got some stuff. Even the year before in 17 when it went into like three overtimes, kid's got some stuff. He's he's a talented quarterback. Uh, they start off, I mean, obviously, Tulsa, Western Michigan wins. Uh, you got Arizona State, which will be, I mean, they lost to him last year. Can they get it this year? Another interesting fact that, you know, I see a lot of these teams play is they don't, this team doesn't take on Notre Dame. Uh, in years past, they have, I think that is a good move on not taking on Notre Dame. They're, they're not playing them this year. So, you know, they don't have, and Notre Dame went to the, the college football playoff last year. So notably, they're, they're a good team. And, and so we're looking at it. Uh, they do play Indiana. They're at Ohio State, which will be hard. And they're at Michigan, home against Penn State. So they have two really hard road games. But Ohio State is such a big question mark for me and with who I think. I mean, I don't know if they take a step back. I think, you know, they return a lot on defense. I think Coach Ryan Day, he 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 does coach fairly well, but Urban's leaving. You're going to implement your own system and stuff, and that's why I think Mark D'Antonio is going to get the win there. I do think they upset Ohio State. Hot take right here. Uh, and I don't think they get Michigan. I don't. I, I think Michigan's too overpowering, but I think it's going to be a good game. So, I only have them losing a couple of games, and even on one of the losses, it really is a long shot. And it's more just because in the past, uh, they, they haven't beat Northwestern uh, since I'm looking at it. Good heavens, they haven't beat Northwestern in a very long time. They they didn't beat them in 18 when they played. They didn't beat them in 17 when they played. And they didn't beat them in 16 when they played. And they didn't play them in 15 or 14. So it's been a while. I mean, it's been quite a long time since they were able to play them. They haven't beat them in the last three years. So I do have them losing to Northwestern. Uh, I think Ohio State, despite me having the upset, I think that that will be a good game. I think the Wisconsin game will be good because you have to go to Wisconsin. We know what that's like with the jump around scene and the, the craziness of Wisconsin. I think it'll be tough. And they're home against Penn State. 
and they're coming off of a bye, and then they go into another bye. So I think they they get Penn State. They hand Penn State a loss there. So trending up, Big Ten is the Michigan State Spartans. Now the team that is trending down, and not a team that I will take a whole ton of time talking about. I don't know as much about this team, but I do think they will be trending down. Despite, I mean, it's really hard to actually find a lot of a lot of stuff on these guys and that is the Purdue Boilermakers now Purdue uh they in the past they've been productive in my opinion they've surpassed odds uh, not I mean they've been to 19 bowl games all time so you know they they they, they get them in every once in a while you know you'll see you'll hear Purdue's name uh, most notable I think of uh Drew Brees, they do lose their quarterback, which is going to be a really big blow to them. Um, and they do lose their center as well. They're only returning three offensive starters. Yes, they bring back nine on the defensive end. Yes, you'll be able to, you know, they say defense wins championships, but you got to put up points on the board. And, you know, they have a lot of turnover. They do have quite a few on their depth chart that I was looking at. They actually have a lot of freshmen and sophomores. So a lot of underclassmen playing. Uh, they do pull a pretty tough schedule. Uh, they do play at Penn State, uh, and they play all the dog. I think in the, in the Big Ten West side of the conference, it's more of a dog fight than it is, you know, here's the clear leader. Everyone's talking about Nebraska, but I don't think very many of these teams are that far behind Nebraska. I think it's going to be where the chips fall for this team. They got six wins last year. Yes, they lost in the Music City Bowl against Auburn. So they went six and six last year. I don't see them getting back to a bowl game. Um, I, I think they're going to be... You know, they, I think uh, it's going to be a toss-up game when they play Vanderbilt. I think it's going to be. I think TCU gets them. There's a lot of games where I'm like, ah, I just don't see getting the win. I don't see that being possible. So, and they do play at Northwestern, at Wisconsin, like I said, at Iowa, at Penn State. So it's going to be a tough slate if they get it going. Uh, I think this team is going to be trending down. Despite, I really like Jeff Brom. I think he's a great coach. Followed him at Western Kentucky. But uh, And I think it's going to be a team that you're going to be wanting to look at next year. I think they're a year out from making a big difference. Uh, once when he hits his fourth year, Jeff Brom gets there. I think once when they get um, their second string quarterback, Elijah Sindelar. Well, he's – well he or sorry, second year quarterback. Next year you get a center that comes back instead of losing him, uh, Victor Beach. And I think that this team will be better next year. They're a 2020 team, not a 2019 team. And the long shot of them all is the Indiana Hoosiers. Now, it's going to be kind of funny talking about uh, rivals, right? Indiana being a rival to uh, Purdue and where I see that that team going. I think that this, and I, and I say Indiana, they bring back 14 starters, 7 on offense, 7 on defense. Uh, they do have kind of a turnover at quarterback but other than that i this team this team's legit uh they do have a really good offensive uh offensive tackle and let me look at damian willis oh sorry that is the loss uh koi kronk i think he is going to be uh a staple he's the left tackle i think you know that's one of the uh very important position be able to provide it uh, last year, they've been five and seven, and it, and it always comes down to the game against Purdue. Uh, in, in sixteen, 
Uh, they were in 16. They did lose to Utah, so they're six and six. So they were five and six going into the Purdue game. They won. They go six and six. 17, five and six going into the Purdue game. They lost. They go five and seven. 18, five and six going into the Purdue game. They they lose, uh, and so they they don't get bowl eligibility. However, I think Tom Allen has really. I think this is the, his best version of the Indiana Hoosiers himself. He does have a big. Uh, transfer quarterback from the University of Utah that I think will actually be a pretty good addition. Uh, and I think that this team will be the long shot. I think that they get. I think they get bowl eligibility. I I believe that's the that's that's capable that they're capable of that. And I think they're capable of maybe one long shot two upsets. Uh, a, a team like you know Northwestern or Penn State. Uh, you might get a long shot win, even even uh, against Ohio State uh, or Michigan. I think this team is talented. So, Big Ten we have going up. We have Michigan State Spartans going down. You have Purdue Boilermakers. And the long shot is the Indiana Hoosiers. On to the ACC football conference. Uh, again, uh, we're going to be doing our little fun segment that I have created going up, going down, and the long shot. Now, uh, the ACC, <laughs> honestly, on one side of the conference, it is completely dominant, dominated by Clemson. Uh, and the other side of the conference is a crapshoot to who I think is going to win the conference on that side. It honestly, I mean, we're talking about maybe uh, four or five team depth that I think they could that that, that could happen uh, you know yeah Miami Virginia Tech Virginia uh Pitt people are talking about Duke maybe North Carolina if Matt Grant Brown can get things going over there but um so it's been such an interesting dynamic on that side of the conference, whereas Clemson's just dominated. And even before Clemson, Florida State dominated that side of the conference. Uh, the team that I see going up next year in 2019 is the Virginia Tech Hokies. And I honestly think this is one of the safest bets you can take. They went 6-7 and seven last year. They lost to Cincinnati in the bowl game, so they went 6-6 six and six regular season. They had a losing record. Justin Fuente's first losing record uh, as a coach here at... Virginia Tech. I believe he's a great coach. Uh, I think a lot of things. Last year was weird. Josh Jackson's. I I, I just remember it being a little dramatic. Uh, them losing key players, and they were they were in games, but then they weren't. They were playing. I mean, weird. And they got slaughtered by by Pittsburgh by thirty. Uh, they lose a Boston College. Not, I mean, not taking anything away from these teams. They got. I mean, they got beat down pretty good. Uh, they ended up. Getting a couple of wins, they beat Virginia, which I thought was was an important win for them. And I, they did start off the the season with I think a lot of expectations of playing Florida State, and I think you know they it just kind of spiraled out of control, especially against the loss against you know, an old old dome by two touchdowns. That's that's not like a, a Virginia Tech team, and I think this is why they bounced back. Uh, they I talked a little bit about with teams most to prove in 2019 part two. Uh, that episode I actually talked about them, and I talked about Ryan Willis and not, them not really knowing where their direction is uh, at quarterback. But as of right now on the depth chart that I see, he is the starter. Uh, Josh Jackson is gone now, so I think that will that will be 
personally, I think it will be a relief to them, to Virginia Tech, because I think they'll be happy uh, to have stability there. He's only a junior, got two years. On the defensive side, they are stout. Um, Ryan Willis, again, I think Ryan Willis will be a big help. Uh, and I think uh, Dax Hollyfield, he was one of the guys that, I, that I've seen uh, talked about. He's only a sophomore. He is, I think he's... Not only, I think a lot of people are are drawn to the emotional guys. I think he's one of them. I think he's going to be a big leader. I also think Rayshon Ashby, or Rayshard Ashby, will be another big linebacker. So they have two really stout, uh, big linebackers. And I think these guys can get the wins. I think uh, I think they can avenge what the, what happened at Old Dome this year. I think uh, they do play at Miami, which will be a tough game, but I think they'll still be able to. They'll still be able to get the win there. That's that's my long shot for them. They do play Notre Dame, and I think they don't. I honestly don't think they beat uh, the the Who's or the Cavaliers of Virginia uh, the last the last game of the season in Charlottesville. But nonetheless, I think this is going to be a very good team, and they're the team that I see going up. I have them getting anywhere from. I have a couple of predictions, but anywhere from 8 to 10 wins. So this is a team that you can put your money on, and we're going to be talking about them, honestly, I think, in the national conversation uh, for, for I don't know, playoff, because I don't know. I think there are two, maybe three uh, losses, but they're, we're going to be talking about them for sure. Uh, and then the team that I see... Sorry about the interruption. Uh, it kind of cut off there. It's my mom's birthday today. And so we just, just sorry, a little side note. It's my mom's birthday. So we sent her uh, here in Utah. We have these really cool places and they're, they're cookie places where all they sell is cookies and they're, they're not like cheap cookies they're they're and they're they're huge they're really big cookies and they deliver them kind of like like pizza and for my mom's birthday we decided to surprise her and send her a couple of cookies so she was trying to call me as i'm doing my my show so it kind of cut me off uh so anyway we're back with the team trending down in the acc and that i said was the pittsburgh panthers this was a really hard decision. Uh, I think a lot of teams, I could have pulled a couple of other teams away. I feel like in the ACC, there's a lot of consistency with, I, I feel like everybody's around six and six and seven and five. And so it's really hard to find, kind of find a team that you can kind of get at. I mean, last year, I think, you know, three, four games into the year, you would have been able to save Virginia Tech from the year before. And I, that might be this year. There might be three or four. Uh, you might have an implosion at one of the big schools, and they might just be terrible. Uh, Louisville last year uh, kind of saw that one coming after uh, Lamar Jackson left, and now I mean now they're in complete rebuild mode. So, and it's I mean they went, they won two games last year. I mean, are you really going to predict that they win one game? That's was pretty tough sell. So the team that I chose was Pittsburgh, and again, hard sell. But I, th- I just don't see this team making, uh, doing as good as what they did last year. They did make it to the ACC title game, and maybe that's because I, I do see them kind of trending down. Uh, they lost their uh, their two big running backs, uh, Quadri Olson and Darren Hall, and they were monsters in the back in the backfield. So. They're gonna have a little bit of turnover there. Uh, they don't have really put anyone in there. The the guy they have 
<coughs> on there is A.J. Davis. I haven't really heard of his name called. They do return their quarterback, Kenny Pickett. I think he, he'll he be good, and he will actually start improving. He was like uh, almost a 2,000-yard passer last year, so he'll definitely uh, do good. But I just think they, they kind of have a tough draw. Uh, they do play at Penn State. They start off the the year against Virginia. Virginia is kind of my dark horse in in the ACC, so that will be tough. They do play UCF. I personally think uh, UCF, despite the loss of Kenzie uh, Milton, I think that they steal. I think they take care of business there. I think UCF wins just like they did last year. Uh, they do play Duke. Uh, they do play at Syracuse, home against Miami. And they play at Virginia Tech, home against Boston College. So a lot of these teams, I mean, I, I personally don't think they get if – they, if they do get in regular season, they might get six wins uh, out of this schedule. And they might get a winning in the bowl game, so they would be tied. But the team that I, I think they're not as good as what they were last year, the ACC title game, that's not going to happen this year. So the team that is trending down in the ACC is the Pittsburgh Panthers. Now, the team, I've referenced them a couple times. I've even called them my dark horse. We'll call them the long shot now, is the Virginia Cavaliers. This team is good. That's that's all there is to it. And they return a lot of key pieces from last year. They have six offensive returners they have eight defense returners they bring back uh bryce perkins and i remember watching them against uh, miami last year and it was a great game and he was all over the place i remember they pulled him in uh just a really interesting interesting team and i think that they're going to make some noise i i see uh, a, a schedule that's fairly favorable they do play at notre dame and at Miami, and but they get Virginia Tech home, and they get, uh, let's see, they get Florida State home. So some of the teams that you might be like, okay, you might be getting the win. I think this team is here. Uh, Bronco Mendenhall, I'm I'm familiar with because he uh, was at the team. Well, I don't even know if I could get into it. I'm a huge Utah fan. Uh, I try to stay when I'm when I'm predicting games and stuff like that. I try to stay as uh, you know neutral as possible. But he was the BYU coach, so I've never really had a big liking for him. Uh, he was able to, to he did well at BYU. Uh, they got quite a few wins. They you know they got a couple of seasons where they were really impressive. And I think that that he's kind of building the same thing here at Virginia. And I think this is going to be kind of the breakout year again, fourth year. As when you start to see these guys break out, um, I have them winning, getting nine wins, and I think that they're going to be a dark horse. If Miami, I, Miami's just such a big question mark. A lot of people are high on them this year. You could even call them a little bit of a long shot, but everyone's talking about them like like they're going to they're going to sweep the ACC. They didn't play very good last year, and this Virginia team they were good last year, and I think they got better this this year. I think this is Broncos' most experienced and most talented team. So uh, the long shot for the ACC title again is going to be the Virginia Cavaliers. They do not play Clemson on the other side of the conference, which is going to be a big help in uh, regular season play. And if they do get it, they could be, we could be looking at a double digit win season. If they get, you know, if they can get to the ACC title game and they can get to a bowl game as well. Uh, So that is the ACC conference. 
Next up is the ad break uh, brought to you by Anchor. Uh, We will then move on to talking about the Big 12 and the Pac-12 to wrap up the Power Five conference of trending up and trending down and long shot. Stay tuned after that. Thank you for the ad with Anchor, and because because without Anchor, this would not be possible. Now I know this is going to be a little bit longer of a show. I think uh, again, I get really excited for this show and everything that it that it entails. I think that. I wait all offseason. Uh, I will be actually covering probably a little bit of college uh, basketball in the offseason instead of just sitting on my butt watching and waiting, hoping for football season and specifically college football season come back. And the teams that I think – there's going to be the Big 12. And now there's going to be a lot of hype around the Big 12 this year. I uh, so, again, there's a lot to talk about, so I'm going to be – might be a little bit longer of an episode, but stay tuned. Listen to all your uh, Power 5 uh, trending up, trending down, long shot. Uh, for the Big 12, trending up is going to be the Iowa State Cyclones. I am so excited for this team. There are very few teams where I sit down at the beginning of the season, and I'm like, I cannot wait for them to, to watch them play. I, I can't. It's going to be such such a good team this year they bring back 16 starters from last year and this is a team that went eight and five they absolutely i mean they played so good and they had uh they did it back-to-back seasons with eight wins that was you know in 2017 2018 remarkable iowa state's not really not doesn't have a huge uh football tradition i think matt campbell is turning this stuff around there uh he was a great coach at toledo and now he's here doing it at iowa state and i think he he is the perfect storm i'm going now i'm really high on this team i'm really i really like this team and i think they're going to be able to upset some people a lot of people in the in, in the national media texas is back oklahoma is looking to revamp uh after after last year's loss i don't understand why people aren't talking about about this iowa state team maybe that's because it's just they're just that much of a dark horse yeah oklahoma they got into the playoff and they lost to they lost to alabama this iowa state team they might be. We might be making. They might be making a run. And I want to say it for this reason. Uh, they have not beat Iowa in a very long time. Uh, it's been since 2014, almost five years. Right. This will be the fifth season. And I think Iowa is another pretty dark horse in the Big Ten. And I think these guys get over the hump. I think Matt Campbell gets over the hump, and I think they end up beating Iowa. And I think that will set the tone for the rest of the year. I see them getting – now, I'm not saying they're going to win both. Uh, I see this as the third-best team in the Big 12. I don't see them beating Texas or or Texas and Oklahoma. I think they'll beat Texas or Oklahoma. Now, if you look at it, they're going to be at Oklahoma, home against Texas. So give it what you may. You can you can split hairs on, on, on that game. And I think that will be one other game um, – in my opinion, I think the Baylor Bears, they'll be on upset alert on September 28th when they go to Waco, Waco Texas. Sorry, and But other than that, I think this team storms through the Big 12. I think they're here. Uh, this is where they're going to flex their muscles and show us who they really are. Last year, they lost to TCU. They lost to Oklahoma. They lost to Iowa. They lost to Texas. They lost to some really good teams. But they also beat some really good teams. They beat West Virginia. They beat Oklahoma State. And 
they they were a they were ranked at the end of the year. They're a good football team, and they probably one of the the, the more fun bowl games for me was they played Washington State and in in the Alamo Bowl, and it was a two point game. And you know Mike Leach's offense, big, powerful, throw the ball, throw air raid. And uh, they hung right with them. They lost by two. So I think they build off of, I mean, yeah, they lost, but I think they build off the momentum of last year. And I think they go forward with it. I think there are also some teams that are a little bit in rebuilding mode. Uh, I think TCU, after kind of a disappointing season, a little bit more rebuilding. Uh, Baylor's kind of coming back. Oklahoma State, uh, a little bit of a rebuilding after, I mean, they were really good a few years ago. So they're kind of they're kind of in that area uh so it's been a while since rg3 but they're kind of in that area and texas tech new coach cliff kingsbury fired or well i don't know if they fired but left matt wells there so it's kind of the perfect storm for iowa state to step up oh and less miles at kansas can't forget about that i mean that's kind of a tricky one i have so many question marks around kansas so but i think this team is a double digit win uh team i think iowa state uh surprises us all and they're going to be a legitimate contender for the big 12 uh championship it's going to be kind of how the chips fall and in, in the conference and with the other teams uh now so that's the team trending up now the team that it will be trending down uh and i hate Hate, hate, hate to talk bad about the teams that I love, uh, but you know what? Not okay. Not talk about, but critique them. Uh, for those of you that know me, I I really do like West Virginia. Ever since I was a little kid, uh, about ooh, probably about two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I I fell in love with with West Virginia. I loved the swag that they brought. I loved uh, Geno Smith, Tavon Austin. I mean, I was only I was like eleven years old when they were playing, and they were so much fun to watch. I kind of fell in love with this team. I loved the yellow uniforms as well. I uh, and I mean they got they they kind of moved out. Uh, that was during the the Rich Rod era when I really fell in love with them. Uh, Bill Stewart came in, kind of just did his thing, and then uh, Dina Holgerson has been kind of my coach that I've been following, and I always am loving West Virginia, always willing to talk West Virginia football with people. But there are a lot of question marks. Like I said with Iowa State, I think it provides a perfect storm because I think West Virginia is kind of trending down. Uh, and I say it for this. They lose Will Greer. They lose uh, their big wide receiver seals. And and I just it just it just doesn't look like I mean, they have a tough schedule. They play James Madison, who I think is the second best team in the FCS. That's a tough game, regardless how you split. That's tough. At Missouri, home against NC State. Those are gonna be tough. Uh, they have a tough non-conference slate, and then they play a pretty t- in a pretty tough conference. Neil Brown was exceptional at Troy. Uh, he was thirty-five and sixteen. That is extremely good. And Troy had an amazing year last year, but again, there it's left with a lot more questions than I have answers. What is he going to do? How is uh, he has Dana Holgerson's boys? How is that going to translate to success for Neil Brown? Uh, there's a lot of turnover here at West Virginia just due to the talent that they have. They only are bringing back nine starters. A lot on def- uh, six on defense, three on offense. So. A lot of question marks, and obviously they had to go out. They got to recruit. They're they're a really good school. They play in the Big Twelve. Uh, Morgantown has to be one of the funnest environments I think on college football Saturdays. So uh, I think this team, I, I don't see them getting to eight wins this, like they did last year. 
It was kind of a sad send-off, uh, losing to Syracuse. I was cheering for them to win, but you know, they only lose to Syracuse now to start off the season. Uh, I follow them on their social media accounts and stuff like that, and it looks like they're they're ready to do battle. They're ready to, to, to do good, but again, I just don't see them getting matching that eight-win total of last year, so they will be trending down. Uh, we'll see if they even make a bowl game. I have them making a bowl game that might be a little bit because I have West Virginia glasses on, uh, but I, I do see them getting at least six wins, but not eight wins. And finally, the long shot uh, out of them all is are the Baylor Bears. Now, again, not a lot of national media coverage on this team. I think Baylor, they've been through a lot. And Matt Rule was tasked with a very difficult uh, situation after Art Bryles left. Jim Grove was there as an interim in 2016. They finally go out. They get Matt Rule from Temple. They bring him in. He gets thumped the first year, 1-11, and all of a sudden last year they turn it around and they get to a bowl game. Now, last year I actually thought they were, they played, they were going to be uh, a bowl team, and they went 6-6 six and six this last year, and I think that this team has the opportunity to kind of make a run at the Big 12 title. I think they're the longest shot of them all, uh, but I think they're neck and neck with talent with TCU. Um you know, I think Oklahoma, Texas, and Iowa State have kind of solidified themselves as the top contenders, but I would not rule out this Baylor team in upsetting a couple of them. I uh, I think their 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 quarterback play, Charlie Brewer, gr- tremendous arm. He passed for three thousand yards last year, so he knows the offense. He's coming back, and the best thing is he's only a junior, so he's only going to get better, and he is in. Uh, Matt Rule's system, so he he's going to be good. Uh, another one is uh, another big person that I think will anchor, be a big anchor that we'll be looking at, is uh, James Lynch on defense. He's a big uh, defensive end. There, He's the first team all Big 12 pick. I think a lot of people are going to be talking about him, and even on the offensive line, we're going to have James Lynch as well. So a lot, again, they're bringing back a lot of returners, eight on offense, seven on defense. I think they're going to be making a run at it. Uh, they might upset a team like, <laughs> they might be the, the reckoning if Texas is making a run or Oklahoma is making a run. Again, going to be really interesting to see uh, what happens with this team, but they are my long shot for the Big 12 in 2019. Okay, here we go. Last Power 5 conference I'll be talking about. Well, last Power 5 conference, period. Uh, for on this episode of Trending Up, Trending Down, and Long Shot is the Pac-12. Now, I love the Pac-12 uh, mainly because I am here in beautiful uh, western United States. I am around it. I followed it when they were the Pac-10. I loved when they put Utah and Colorado. And this segment is actually going to give me a lot of pain. And I'm going to say that just because it just kind of makes me laugh because I have to talk about my teams. And, you know, kind of like West Virginia, I had to kind of... uh, Talk, I don't know, not talk bad about them, but it just brings me a lot of pain when you have to talk about. I honestly love every, I love the Pac 12. And I love following the Pac-12. So anytime when I have to say, like, a team's trending down or not going to be as good, I'm like, well, well, maybe they could. You know, they turn things around. Coach does this. Coach does that. No, it's really hard for me to talk about because I love every single one of them. Uh, Again, I was born a Utah fan, so 
kind of grew up here, went to a lot of University of Utah games. Uh, I've seen it all uh, when they're in the Mountain West, when they've been in the Pac-12. So it's been a lot of fun following this team. And they are my team in 2019 trending up. And I say that for one reason. This team last year, uh, they did lose to Washington and Washington State. I don't know why Utah struggles with Washington State, but Washington State was an 11-win team last year. They were really powerful, really talented. And uh, Washington, we know uh, kind of their history with they were able to make it to the playoff a few years ago. And... They didn't play very well uh, when they came to Utah. They got another shot at them in the Pac-12 title game. But we'll we'll discuss that a little bit later. Uh, this team brings back Tyler Huntley. Now, everything that I've read, uh, being able to talk to a couple people that uh, I know a couple people at the at the program, Tyler Huntley has improved tremendously. Uh, he he was hurt and he got he got blown up pretty good on that play, and that was in the Arizona State game. And he was playing fairly well uh, throughout the year, uh, leading up to that game. And then they had a, they threw in uh, Jason Shelley, and they just expected him to 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 win the game. And when we ended up losing to Arizona State, I don't think if Huntley goes doesn't go down, I think they beat Arizona State. Uh, Anyway, and then they lose uh, Zach Moss. They were beat up. I mean, I felt like they were just they were just doing the best just to just to make it basically by the end of the season. And the thing is, they did very well. They ended up beating uh, they ended up beating Oregon, which was an extremely impressive win uh, in my book, just because. That is that's not an easy sell when you're being able. I mean, a, a new quarterback coming into the system, not really knowing what's going on. Yes, it was at home. That was such a fun game. One of the funnest games of the season for me to watch uh, was that game, Oregon against Utah. But I think this team, uh, the, with a healthy. Uh, Tyler Huntley and a healthy Zach Moss. I think this Utah team wins the Pac-12 outright. Uh, that's that that's that's where it is, and I think we're going to be talking about these guys in the the discussion. They have an amazing uh, defense uh, with Linky Fotu on the defensive tackle. They have Jalen Johnson at cornerback. They have, uh, I believe, it is Julian Blackman. Uh, I knew his brother Justin. And this team, they're, they're just good. They're deep, and they return a lot of people. Seven on offense, seven on defense. And uh, everyone's talking about this BYU game kind of being tough for them. I think Utah beats them. It's going to be a nine-year streak that Utah continues. I think Utah's on a different level. Uh, then they take on Northern Illinois. Struggled a little bit last year with Northern Illinois. I think they win there. Uh, then they play. they do play at USC, which will be, I think, that would be kind of a testing ground because I think USC is better than what they were last year. Be interesting to go into the Coliseum Friday night. You know, guarantees on ESPN. People talk about it. Might be on Fox. I haven't looked at the TV schedule, but it would be really tough. They have to beat Washington State at home. That will be a big. If they can beat Washington State, that's going to be. A, I mean, they haven't. We haven't beat Washington State in a while, and so we gotta get. We gotta beat them, and. And then we play Oregon State, Arizona, uh, Cal. We do go to Seattle. You know, two years ago in 2017, when we last time we were in Seattle, if the punter doesn't spike the ball, Utah goes on to win that game. Uh, Utah 
couple of just dumb things happen. I think they go to Seattle and they win. I think Washington's not as good as what they were last year. I think they're still a talented team, not as good. Uh, and then they play UCLA, Arizona, and Colorado. The one team on here that worries me the most and is actually the long shot here, a little bit briefly, is the Arizona Wildcats with Khalil Tate coming back, Kevin Sumlin, uh, I think that will be kind of an interesting dynamic. However, uh, and, well, and they're on the road. Uh, however, I think Utah still uh, does really well, and I think this team goes to the Pac-12 title game. You know, they would have been the Pac-12 champions. Uh, you know, as a Ute fan, the they went for it on well, it was on fourth down in the Pac-12 title game. Uh, they're marching the ball right, and they don't get the pass interference call. Personally, I know they didn't call it, but I personally, I felt that it was a pass interference call. Now, Washington, congratulations, you won the Pac-12. No disrespect to, to the University of Washington. I thought it was. So Utah was really one, and they were driving the ball. They At the best, they tie the game, right? They go into overtime, let's play for it. It was a defensive slugfest, 10-3. to uh, So I think there were, there were a ton of, of turnovers in that game. So I think I think this team I think they have just a good defense if not one of the best defenses in the in the nation and I think we're going to be talking about them I think if they if they can go undefeated and they can beat win the Pac-12 I think they are in the discussion to go to the uh, the college football playoff and I think they're kind of on the I would say ten maybe eleven. Uh, team in the nation and it's going to take a couple losses of the big boys at top for them to to skirt on in and I think they can do that so trending up team that I think I think they get more than nine wins this next year is the University of Utah uh team that I see trending down and again I don't especially I don't really like talking about uh, teams that I don't think will do as well but especially in the Pac-12 and that is the Stanford Cardinal Honestly, they play a really tough schedule. Getting back to nine wins is going to be a lot for this this for this team. I think Oregon's on trending up as well. I think Washington, uh, despite taking a step back, is still dominant. And uh, they they play Northwestern. That will be tough. They play UCF. That will be tough. And they play Notre Dame. Hard non conference schedule. I still think Washington State is sitting in uh, kind of. Get, kind of waiting to see everyone's talking about everybody else, and I think they strike. So it's not going to be an easy road for them, and they do have to play. They do get Oregon at home. Uh, they do have to play in Pullman. They do get Washington at home, so luckily they keep it. They do have uh, KJ Costello that will be uh, – uh, at the quarterback, they lost a lot of. They only bring back nine returners, uh, starters. So it'll be really interesting. Anyway, I think that uh, the team that will be trending down this year is the Stanford Cardinal. Uh, finally, we will be going and talking about the dark horse. I've already or the long shot, and the team that I've already talked about is the Arizona Wildcats. A lot of people are talking about Chip Kelly instituting, you know, the spread. Oh man, he's going to be so good at UCLA. First year coach has other has Jim Moore's kids. I don't see it. I don't see them doing well. So I think they take UCLA's place. A lot of people even have them below Colorado. Uh, it, they, you know, and that's not how I have them. I think they are 
right up there with Utah, like I said. Utah on their schedule scares me. USC at USC and then at Arizona. That will be a tough, those will be tough games for him. But Khalil Tate, he's he's magnetic. Everybody wants to talk to him. Everyone wants to, to see him play. I think they're, they, they, they're, their preseason lines up. They play Hawaii, which I think Hawaii will be really good. It'll be, it will not be a walk in the park, but that will be a tough game. Uh, then they play NAU, and then they play Texas Tech. So I think it lines up fairly well for them to be 3-0. and And then they play UCLA-Colorado right off the bat. I think they could be 5-0 and going into a Washington game. Uh, they do play Stanford. At Stanford, luckily, uh, on the trending downside with Stanford, lead a lot of those games at home. But you know, I think they could go in. I think they could they could beat Stanford. They do have to play at USC, which will be tough. They kind of have like a Washington, USC, Stanford. That'll be a tough stretch. And then they finish off the season at Oregon, home against Utah, at Arizona State. But in my opinion, I think this Arizona team is better than Arizona State. Uh, so I think they're going to be able to. They're going to be making some noise. Uh, they return eight. Uh, returner starters on defense and seven on offense. That they're bringing back a lot of talent. Uh, so I I just see these guys winning it, and I see I think they can. They're going to be able to compete with some of the best of them. Uh, Kevin Sumlin's second year uh, will be able to put a few of his kids in the system. So we so that is all uh, talking about the Pac-12 uh, going up, going down, and long shot. So for everybody out there, this is the Power 5 segment. Uh, we'll be following these teams periodically throughout the year. Uh, I have them written down. We'll be, okay, do you know, I said teams with most approved. Did they prove it? And then in this podcast, uh, going up, going down, long shot. Did the long shots make it? How did it turn out? Why did it not turn out? Uh, there's always an excuse, but, you know, I, oh, well, you know, it so happens that Arizona's Khalil Tate, you know, got hurt the first game of the season, and they didn't do as good as what I thought they would. Hard to say what will happen. Uh, but we'll be following them. I'll give, be giving you guys updates. Again, This is these are just my predictions. This is how I see the season going. So stay tuned. We'll be doing a group of five in Independence. One uh, going up, going down long shot as well and getting excited for this uh upcoming season and stay tuned for a lot of fun things uh with getting the ball rolling we're gonna be making a couple of videos i believe uh, a lot of fun as we approach uh you know august towards the end of august oh uh I'm getting excited. That's all. That's all I gotta say. And you know, right now we're towards the end of June, first of July, uh, and it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I'm really excited for the college news as well to start going. College football news uh, as we draw closer. Uh, what the experts are thinking. Who who are talking a little bit about it. Like I said, a lot of fun. Got to get through the dog days of summer. Make it through it, everybody. And football is coming soon. So thank you for listening. Uh, again, subscribe anywhere you uh, subscribe and rate anywhere you get your podcast. Thank you for you guys and all of your support uh, from Get the Ball Rolling. Have a nice week and keep the ball rolling.